islands of Scotland to the spiritual splendor that is Augusta. Grab a seat, grab a glass, and punch your ticket to the power train. Boom, episode four. Matthew. Ev. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. This is like the fourth quarter, the fourth round. This is a monumental place to be. Episode four. And we're covering a lot, a lot of good stuff here. Bottom of the ninth. Uh, space is loaded. Time to deliver. A lot of sports references. We've got, this is what we call <laughs> championship chatter. Uh, we're talking tour championship. We're talking Ryder Cup, National League pennant, fantasy football, Super Bowl, you name it. There's a lot of championship stuff going on, even uh, what do they call that name between uh, Angelina and Brad Pitt? Yeah, it's Brangelina. Yeah, Brangelina, we're going to right. that, too, in case you were wondering. Sure. Um, so, Matt, it, it looks like our, our favorite car girl is actually driving around a little bit earlier. Uh, I think she wants us to dive in with some drinks at the beginning of the round today. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't even think we've hit our tee shots yet. <laughs> <laughs> but as a tradition here on the bar show, we like to discuss drinks and what we're doing. And, Ev, i got to be honest with you, I'm picking up where you left off in Episode 3. I'm drinking an IPA, and I'm not really an IPA guy, but I got a local IPA from Revolution Brewery here in Chicago in Logan Square neighborhood. It's great fun. It's a light IPA. They've got, you know, Revolution's gotten very popular these days. Kind of like a, they're kind of like Goose Island, honestly. Mm. Just kind of taken off. If you've had any of their stuff, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. Sure. So, so it's anti- got that it's got that clean finish. Yeah, the the IPA is called Antihero. I'm sure many of you listeners out there have had it. If not, check it out. Love that. Very, very clean finish, not too hoppy. You know, I'm not starting where you finish off. I'm not going to do that Savion Blanc. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be a man today, and okay. I've got a bullet bourbon with two cubes. Wow. You are a strong man. <laughs> so should we just uh, play a quick nine? Ev, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to get a quick nine in You know, here in under two hours. You think we can do it? Let's do it. Let's start with a little quick nine. Little front nine. Maybe formerly known as Rapid Fire. Is that what you're talking about, Ev? Yeah, a little rebrand. You want to jump right into it, Matthew? Front nine Rapid Fire, presented by the Park Train. Here we go. Let's do it. Ev, let's talk about Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson seems more likely to have an in-depth conversation about contemporary art, or probably more likely to drink Red's Apple Hard Cider on purpose. You know what, Matt? I like our listeners. I can't lie to them. Uh, I'm going to cheat here. Just saw Paulina Gretzky's uh, Instagram the other night, and well, Dustin Johnson was caught with a Red's Apple Ale with Brooks Kepka. So I'm going to have to go the ladder there. Caught him red-handed. Get to see what I did there? Boys being boys. Sure. Okay. Um, Brangelina. I know we talked about it. We're going to jump right into that. First of all, how about it? What is the better Brad movie, Fight Club or Ocean's Eleven? Ooh, tough one, Ev, but I'm going with Fight Club. I mean, that movie is too good. It's inspiring. All right, moving on. Ryder Cup, big topic. So with the Ryder Cup about here, Ev, I have to ask you, which European player annoys you the most? You know, got a name drop. Met him. Uh, Got a big ego. Sergio. All he can do (laughs) is Ryder Cup. Hey, buddy, try winning a major. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to go with Sergio. I hate that guy. (laughs) Um, all right, Brady, you know, he's coming back after week four. Over, under on Brady, throwing six and a half touchdowns and one rushing touchdown his first game back. Over. I mean, the guy can't sit still. He's a killer. He's coming back. He's throwing eight touchdowns. Wow. Big, big statement there. Okay. All right, Ev. 
Fantasy football, we're in the thick of it. Very similar to poker. We love both these games. But which out of these two games, fantasy football and poker, takes more skill? You know what? Uh, fantasy takes more skill because every week you got to make moves. The draft is one thing, but hey, I get it. Luck, injuries happen to everybody. But it's that weekly dedication that gets the same group of guys in, that, in the playoffs every year. It's fantasy. Used to do it for a living. Uh, let's do this. Okay. All right. Tiger's first tournament back. Uh, newsflash, he's coming back in October. Uh, we all eagerly awaiting it. Is Tiger more likely to win his first tournament back or miss that cut? Uh, neither. He's not going to finish because of injury. Oh, unfortunate. wow. Unf- unfortunate. I just don't think he's healthy. Wow. I hate to see it. All right, moving on here. Big news out there in the sitcom world. Fuller House is set to premiere season two on December 9th. But Ev, I got to ask you, did you even tune into season one? You know, as soon as Fuller House came on, I needed to take an extra drink of whiskey there. Um, I actually <laughs> did not even tune into season one, but cut it out. I might I mean, tune into season two. Stamos looks the exact same. So sure. it's, uh, it's fun if you catch it, you know, sure. here in a couple of months. Sure. Okay. Oh, you're up again. Go ahead. I'm up again. Who do you think feels better about their life right now? Jennifer Aniston or Hillary Clinton? Uh, I'm going to go against the grain here. I actually think Hillary. Uh, because she's chilling in bed right now, catching up on Netflix with that pneumonia. Doesn't have to be out on the streets, uh, out on that campaign trail. Doesn't have to deal with Trump right now. I'm going Hillary. Okay. You know, Aniston's probably tired of the memes on Twitter. That's true. A lot of memes. Okay. Last one. We're going to both answer it. Ninth hole. Let's get some momentum going into the turn, okay? Um, I like it. What do you prefer, Matt? Saturday morning tea time or Saturday morning tailgate? If you put a gun to my head, Saturday morning tea time, there's nothing better than getting up early, teeing it up with your buddies on a good golf course, getting back with the whole day in front of you. Go, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like, I like wings. I like beer. But give me the tea time all day. You know what? what you? I'm more of an NFL guy than, than college, so it would have been tougher if it was Sunday morning tailgate. But let's do this. <laughs> I'm going to leverage that MyFi card in my cart, get that Saturday morning tea time, maybe get a, a little broad at the turn, you know? Get a little bit of everything and then stream a a game on my phone. I'm going to stream a couple games. Let's do this. All of the above. Yeah, the brats will weigh you down, but, you know, glad we agree. Woo, Matt, that front nine, that quick nine, uh, that was some speed golf there, and I loved it. Yeah, no practice swings there. But, you know, I think we're moving along nicely here, Ev, you know. We're covering Uh, it all. We are. I think uh, we can just jump right into the Tour Championship and Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Ev, Tour Championship's exciting, the FedEx Cup's exciting, but the Ryder Cup is everything. It is truly everything. But let's not forget that there's a lot of money to be played for uh, this week in the FedEx Cup Tour Championship. What do you think? You know, we've seen the last couple of tournaments, all different winners. We had Rory, we had Siwoo Kim, we had Patrick Reed, DJ, of course. I mean, Who's going to win it this week? 30 guys, the best 30 guys in the tour. Here we go. What do you think, Al? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Might need that stat guy, but I feel like at least the last two to three years, the guy who's won the FedEx Cup playoffs has won multiple tournaments naturally, um, including the tour championship. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like nobody's hotter than DJ right now. He's got that itsy bitsy spider, which, by the way, guess who else plays that? The number one player in the world, Jason His name Day. Is Jason Day. Yep. Um, he started pouring in putts, and you know if DJ's pouring in putts, 
he's going to win. Um, but if I had to pick someone other than one of the favorites like DJ, I'd have to go Paul Casey because nobody's been knocking on the door more than P- my boy PC, who has finished second in, this I believe, when, back-to-back this, tournaments. This is, when is he your boy? Uh, since tonight, drinking that bourbon. You know, get me a little going here. <laughs> it's getting to your head already. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, I've never heard you talk about Paul Casey, you know. But let's be honest, but you are correct. He has been playing really, really well. Um, he's had an interesting career. You know, he's had a lot of ups and downs. I had a lot of injuries. Um, but who says he can't win this week? Dustin Johnson. I mean, I don't even know what else. I don't even know if there's any more adjectives for that guy's game. Nobody can play like him. That's a, that's a fact. I think, he, I, I think it's anybody's game, Adam, if I really do. I mean, Jonathan Vegas. I mean, he can, he, he can go ahead and win it too. He's had a great year. Um, you know, we'll see. But <laughs> Spieth, I mean, you hear what Spieth's saying these days. Sure. He says, doesn't even want, he says 10 million, whatever. Give me the Ryder Cup. So see if he's going to play well too. So I don't know. I think it's totally up in the air. But are we really – I mean we're going to watch it this week. But this Ryder Cup is killing me. I mean we, it's killing me. It's close. We <laughs> um, With that, you know, what do you think about some, some of the, what's been going on, on you know, with the USA getting to pick – um, after the tour championship, um, what is known as the Billy Horschel rule, uh, regarding the Ryder Cup. What do you think? Yeah. So just for some context, they basically added this rule this year with this task force, which we can, t- we can talk about in a sec, but basically a guy wins the tour championship in previous years, it was already too late. The picks have already been made. So one of the hottest players in the world could potentially be excluded from the Ryder Cup. So they basically extended it. And now there's one pick left for the USA to make, um, I, I like it. I mean, why not get a hot guy? Um, it's yep. a little dicey because, you know, that guy, regardless, might feel a little bit left out. Um, but I, I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, it, Bubba's the big name out there at number seven, um, yeah. first out of the points. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know how you stay away from him. Honestly, like, I don't know if I want Bubba on that team because he's, he's a whack job. Well, here's the thing. Let's be, I'm not a big Bubba fan to begin with, but I think I think he – really cares about the Ryder Cup more so than some of the other guys do. I think he's, you know, he's got that patriotic spirit. That's true. That the USA needs. And all we do every couple of years talk about how patriotic, you know, the European team is, you know, I don't know how you, you stay away from Bubba. He's, he's, Bubba. Just, he's too, t- he's a, he, 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 he can be a great partner if you match him up with the right personality. Like Ricky Fowler. Well, yeah, I mean, good buddies right there. Ricky's game, a little in question, though, but he got a pick on the team. I mean, I don't know where his head's at, but, you know, team golf's totally different. What do you think? You think he's going to play well? Uh, you know what? As long as he takes learnings from previous years in the Olympics to not press and force yourself um, to get something out of it but just play and, and enjoy the experience, I think he can. I mean, remember, going back to Bubba for a second, Bubba was the guy that – raised the roof and was getting the crowd right. pumped up while he yeah. was hitting, which is like yeah, a happy Gilmore thing to do. Yeah, talk about having fun the first time he did it, and then he kept doing it, you know, with, you know a, little, a little much. But, yeah, a little but, much, but those two together could, I think, uh, you know, could do something special. But at the same time, like, you know, you got guys like Daniel Berger who's been playing well, and then Justin Thomas is apparently really good friends with the Davis Love, the Love family. Right. Apparently his son, he recruited his son to play at uh, Alabama, so... Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I think Ricky, Ricky definitely has a positive. His has positive effect on others. He's got a great demeanor. I, I think he's going to play well. 
And honestly, I would like to see him be paired with Bubba because I think Bubba will be good, but you, you can't pair Bubba with anybody. And we got to get the most out of Ricky. They're friends. Pair him up. Have some fun. Can we get a victory for, for God's sakes? I, I mean, mean, eight of the I last mean, 10 years, Europe has won. Eight of the last 10. I mean, it's just out of control. And some of these haven't even been close. Nope. You know, you know, you, I mean, you were at the, well, you know, there's known as the miracle at Medina, more like the demise at Medina. Yeah. You know, for those of you not, for those of you listening out there, the last writer, you know, a couple, couple years ago in 2012, the Ryder Cup was hosted at Medina in Chicago. And the U.S. had a commanding lead going into the final day, and they blew it. They blew it. Absolutely blew it, and the Europeans win again. But, you know, I think we should talk a little bit about the history of the Ryder Cup and what it is, or for those out there that maybe don't really know the event too well. Absolutely. First of all, let me say, for the USA, I'm incredibly happy to have Dustin back, because remember, he was out um, last time in 2014. Had Glenn Eagles, been there, experienced the locker room, walked in. Um, okay, great. <laughs> but uh, I'm also glad that Europe doesn't have Ian Poulter, the killer. Um, but going on the backstory, so historically, the PGA of America uh, selects the captains um, for the U.S. team. And after last year, there was this big blow-up, long story short, Phil Mickelson didn't like how Tom Watson uh, ran the team felt like the players' feedback wasn't being heard. So the U.S. basically created a task force to try and give the players a platform to be more involved in the process and allow more people to select who they think the captain should be. So Davis Love III, um, the captain actually from 2012, who had a, a, a huge lead, like you said, but um, faded off at the end. They, they, they should have won. So they selected Davis. Um, and like we said, Europe has won... Going back to 85, I think they won the 11 of the last 15 Ryder yeah. Cups. Yeah, you're right. I think, you, know, you start looking at the mid-late 80s with the Ryder Cup. I mean, Nick Fellow, Seve Ballesteros, Europe started getting really premier players because really, you know, they didn't win their first Ryder Cup until I think the early 70s. The event started in 1927. And for those of you who listen out there, it's, it's a team event, right? You got, you got 12 Americans versus you know, 12 Europeans, and they play different all these different kinds of formats. So it's golf in a team format um, that you just don't typically see. So it's incredibly fun to watch, even if you're not even a fan of golf, if you're a fan of sport. And with the Americans having such a great tradition of winning for so many years, but boy, the tides have turned. And like you said, I have 11 out of the last 15. And why should we feel any better about this year than our previous year for the Americans? Sure, we've got talented players, but... I mean, you saw Paul McGinley on David Faraday. I don't know if anybody caught that on Faraday, which is a great show on the Golf Channel. Paul McGinley's a famous European player and yep. Ryder Cup captain. And he just, you know, he talks about the dynamic and the camaraderie and, and the belief that these guys in Europe have. And he thinks they're just, there's an X factor that, you know, the PGA players, the American players don't have. I mean, do you do you buy into that, Ev? Matt, you know, I got to say, first of all, I'm really excited you brought that up. It's almost like we have a show outline, you know? I'm really <laughs> excited that you brought up McGinley on Faraday because when I was watching this, you know, normally my head explodes just a little bit when I'm watching the Golf Channel, but this time it was even more Well, you're always, you're always working on your swing. Your I could first not. There's my hips, you know, whatever. You know, I like to, I like to keep it simple. Too yeah. many lessons. Yep. Um, but – my mind was blown, and it was apparent why Europe um, dominates us in the Ryder Cup. Let me go into that a little bit. So McGinley, uh, who was the, the, the captain two years ago at Glen Eagles in Scotland, um, talked a lot about how this dynamic 
of the, the, the pro golfer is an individual, right? He, he makes his living on his own, has his own routine, yep. and that's his livelihood. So for a lot of folks, going from that lifestyle to a team format representing your country is, is a tough thing to transition. So McGinley talked a lot about how he had a quote in the locker room that said, walk as an individual toward one goal in unison, um, which I love. You know I love those sure. quotes. Yeah, you're and a big pro guy. He was talking a lot about how, you know, a lot of guys don't want to let their team down, so they play like shit because they press. He said, I could, he, he played really well in the Ryder Cup as a player because he, he said he could play like crap and we could still win. Like, that was the mentality he had. It's, kind of, it's almost like this freewheeling, go for broke mentality. Yeah. What, what, no. what, do you have, what do you have to lose? He played free and he told his team, America's not the opponent. Glenn Eagles, the course, is the opponent and was really into stats. And basically understood that team meetings and all of this hoorah stuff need to be short and sweet, needs to get across a very single message. And then it's far more important to talk more one-on-one individually with each guy because each guy's different, right? Oh, totally. So he would do stuff like he'd match up players. I didn't know they even had the, the ability to do this, but he matched up players on the European tour that he thought would potentially play together to see how they do. He never talked to a player first without talking to their caddy because the caddy knows them better than him. It's the it's little things. Little I mean, it's, things. It's all, it's all psychology because in the end of the day, a player's got to play, right? Yep. You know, I mean, coaching's going to hate. <laughs> you know, coaching is one thing in football; it's another thing in golf. But it's really just about, I think, psychology and, and some data behind it. You yep. know what? You know what players need to be with who, and you've got to communicate with each player differently. And if you can coach them up, coach them up, you can coach them up. I think the interesting point of this all is they play like there's nothing to lose. I think the U S have always played like there's so much to lose where the U S we're big and bad. We're supposed to win. The PGA tour is better than the European tour. And we put so much pressure on ourselves and we fold. And honestly, Ed, we don't look like we're having nearly as much fun as the Europeans. I mean, People listening to this podcast probably think we're rooting for the Europeans this year, which is not the truth. Not the truth. Farthest from it. But it is admirable how these guys compete and get the best out of each other. I mean, you look at some of the, the scores from the early mid two thousands; they're beating the, Europe. Europe won by nine points over America. How yeah. is that possible? You know, well, but you know, they they come in with this mentality that they own the event. And I gotta say, totally, from totally. playing three Ricky Cups in Palm Springs. Uh, I understand what that's right like because I'm undefeated there, Matt. Right. Um, you know, and I understand what it's like. Well, you understand the pressure, you know, um, in some respects. Um. Sure. <laughs> Are you discounting it? Okay, sure, sure. I'm not discounting it. I love what you're doing out there. Appreciate uh, that. But, but we're excited, obviously. The Ryder Cup is, is, is really, really, really great. I think – it can it can draw people in who aren't even golf fans, because yep. the crowd's crazy. The crowd, the players, you see emotion out of players you've never seen before. The fist pumping, the running around, it's really cool. It is, it is really cool. But you know, I think I think our team is good. You know, but I, I mean, you look at guys like on Europe, Stenson and Rose, McElroy. <laughs> we got a work cut out for us, Ev. I think we're actually pretty lucky that they didn't include Russell Knox. Um, yeah. on the team because you got to remember on the European side, the European tour controls it and Russell just didn't play a lot over there. So um, they make a lot of money 
from the Ryder Cup, so they have to be mindful of that. Russell Knox is one of the hottest players in the world right now, so I think we're a little bit lucky that they don't have them. But, Matt, uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet, uh, Tiger Woods. I know he's playing in October, but guess what? Tiger September, Woods? Yep. Uh, you know, T-Dubs wearing red on Sunday, that guy. Um, club twirls, fist pumps, walking Ooh. toward putts after he makes it. That guy is an assistant vice captain. He's, yeah, he's an assistant vice captain for the American team. Uh, Tiger Woods is the best golfer of our generation. Doesn't have a very impressive Ryder Cup record. Nope. It, we, we talk about X factors with coaching or psychology or data or you know, inspiration. Does Tiger – is Tiger a plus for us? Is he an X factor for this team, for this a young group of guys? I actually think what do you he could think? be. I, I, is Tiger a leader? Would Tiger be a good coach? I what, think he could be better as for, as a guy in the room, and you don't have to worry about letting him down when you're playing. I think I think that that's there's something to that. I mean, I, I, I think if anybody, nobody's better than you know executing in the moment, right? You know, you got that twenty foot putt you got to make, or that you know that drive you get hit down the middle of the fairway. I, I mean, what is Tiger thinking? I think he can lend good thoughts in that sense, but I, it, he, I don't know. I mean, it's not bad that he's on the team, but I don't think it, I don't think it moves the needle at all. Wow. He just, he's, statements heard here first on the part train from Matthew. He's just not Matt. a very personal. He's, I know he's kind of a guy's guy. I just, he's just, I don't know. I just don't, he's kind of robotic. I don't think Tiger, you know, Really, this is really his atmosphere. As much as he probably loves to be there, because he doesn't has I, been playing. You think why? You think it, you think his presence matters? I think it depends you, if he gets back to his old ways, gets those ladies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about more his game? Or are you talking about his, his ability to be a vice captain? I'm talking about his ability to be a vice captain and that effect on the team. Ricky single, just, remember Ricky single. Okay. Yeah, and look what he's doing. He's playing terrible. Yeah, so it doesn't true. work it doesn't work for everybody. That's true. Um, so we got the Ryder Cup going. It's going to be great. Um, but we've, uh, we're also in the midst of the NFL season. And we've been alluding about our, our NFL talk here on the part train, Ev. So without further ado, can we talk about the Rams? Your Rams? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. They used to be your Rams. Former Rams, okay? Again, from St. Louis, uh, I did not join uh, – the, the Rams football club when they moved to uh, my now hometown, the Los, An- Los Angeles oh, uh, why not? metropolitan area. Why not? Uh, you know what? I was a fan of the Rams when they came to St. Louis, and I'm a St. Louis Rams fan, and moving to L.A. Uh, changes that. They're not the St. Louis Rams anymore. Go back uh, to the original heritage. Don't like, what our, don't like what the owner did to the city. Um, and you know what? Um, uh-huh. Let's just, you know, instead of me going into what was, <laughs> Matt, let's go into what is. Yeah, it's, it can okay. be tough to watch when you go to what was. And instead <laughs> of me talking about their week one, because this is a Wednesday uh, of week three, so let's talk about what's happened first. Uh, instead of me talking about week one, should we let Mike and Mike um, from my brother's company, ESPN, talk about the Rams opener? Well, I think they do it better than us, so why don't we do it? All right, let's let them talk. Pleasure. Let me rephrase that. I take some pleasure in telling you how bad the Rams are, solely because of their owner. Solely because their owner was already worth billions and billions and billions of dollars, needed some more by yanking his team away from the good people of St. Louis and moving it to Los Angeles. So I took a little joy in the fact 
that their offense last night went punt, 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 interception, punt, 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 interception, punt, turnover on downs, end of game. Mercifully. That was the L.A. Rams last night. The Rams stink. I mean, they're so bad, it's impossible to believe. (laughs) I mean, how great was that? That, I mean, punt, 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 turnover on downs, punt. I mean, it is just, It sounds so ridiculous. They but are so, so bad, and that number one so pick candid. is the third stringer, okay? Um, and we can talk about Carson Wentz later, but uh, I'm just going to say Rams might have made a mistake. <laughs> no, but let's, let's be real. The Rams stink, just like they always have. And uh, in yeah, classic then- fashion, week two, they go from playing maybe one of the worst games in NFL history to beating the Seahawks, who, by the way, might not be good either. Um, but the Rams are known to get a big win here and there, but good old Jeff Fisher, seven and nine. Yeah, that's that's Dude. his thing. You know, he's got to yeah. get back to even even par. You know what I'm saying? Got to well, get back to even, even par. Not quite, but yeah, I mean, but, eight and eight would be about even. So, but, but speaking of our maybe former team, after what Stephen A. Smith said today about your boy Jay, I don't know. What you might want to give what, up the Bears. Hold on, let me read it, Matt. Stephen A. Smith say the guy. The guy's a joke. Stephen A. Smith said. I'm going to encourage the city of Chicago to ban, ban Jay Cutler from the city of Chicago. This dude is the worst QB in the NFL. He is an absolute joke, end quote. The the worst QB in the NFL. Uh, It's a bit much. I think he's reaching there looking for some sound bites. He's missing his buddy Skip Bayless. You know, Steven's trying to get trending. With that said, man, Jay doesn't look good, does he? And he's got this thumb injury now. How bad do the Bears look? Let's be honest. I just love I how mean, he doesn't acknowledge the, the injury until he throws a couple more yeah, picks, you know? I mean, I mean, he's injured. I mean, whatever. I mean, the, oh, man, I, I don't know what – I think some people had some good expectations for the Bears this year, um, at least offensively. Um, man, they've – you know, both, both weeks, the first half, in the first half, they're in the game, and then they literally don't show up in the second half. I mean, it's – there's no key position players um, on defense. Um, the Bears need to draft a quarterback. If Stephen A. wants to talk about quarterback, yeah, the Bears need to draft a quarterback. And I'm telling you, maybe get Deshaun Watson if he comes out you know, from Clemson. I love to have a quarterback on our team that can move and make plays and be dynamic and, and be a leader. Jay, is, Jay had a good year last year. but I uh, have never heard... We just don't have we don't have an identity, Evan. The Bears don't have an identity. We did when we Lovey Smith. I hate to say it, the Bears played defense. They ran the ball, and they and they, and they were good at special teams. Well, you're a John we Fox offense, and and you're not running the ball. You, you're just well, you are, but not running it yeah, that I'm, effectively. Yeah, no, I mean we we didn't run the ball at all in the first half, and if Jeffrey didn't make that fifty yard grab, I mean we wouldn't have scored. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I have never seen a player talked about more and more about his talent just because of arm strength. I mean, hello, I played a little flag football QB back in the day, okay? You need to step yeah, into the yeah. damn throw, Jay. I've never seen a guy throw off his back foot more than Jay and he wonders why he throws what were you, Excuse me, what were your minutes like um as a QB? Did you you know, every other down or were you playing every down? Uh, Matthew, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Uh, QB one, okay. Right. And you I guess know, so. you know, I got that dual threat, that agility, yeah, that strength. That West, that West Coast offense, I guess, is oh, yeah, what, you're, like tr- what you're trying to explain to the listeners, but nobody's ever actually seen it. Um, sure, sure. But, 
It's like, no, I like to play with like my Madden mentality back in the day where I always hold down that Y button, hurry up, offense, you were all day long. N- you were a big N64 guy. You, you were. Um, anyways, Bears, Rams, we suck. <laughs> yeah, well, but sure. regarding, the, regarding the league, I mean, it's early, obviously. You know, a couple surprise teams. I mean, the Bucks certainly look a little better. The Eagles look solid, as we know, after taking care of my Bears. Um, the Giants, you know, two and zero, but nothing impressive. I mean, it's it's early. The Ravens have won, or two and zero, but I don't think they can really run the ball. Four sets, not you know, statistically, he's not great. I, what do you think of? You got any feels? Who do you like? I mean, like the Patriot, the Patriots. Are you kidding me? I mean, wait till Brady comes back. What a joke! They're going to be insane. They're going to win it all. I don't want. I don't want to jump on a bandwagon after Barack Obama was talking about Carson Wentz, but I will say this. <laughs> I've never North Dakota heard of him. Never seen a quarterback that was a rookie that looked more like a veteran in my life. And I watched a lot of football, Matt. A lot of football. Well, I've never seen a guy stand in there and deliver strikes like that. Well, Evie's won five. He won five straight national championships in college. Don't yeah, case you were wondering, nobody talked about winner. that. Yeah, I mean, no, no, he's very impressive. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, Ev, you're a fantasy guy. We're both fantasy guys. Uh, how many leagues? How many leagues are you in this year? You know, last two years when I did it for a living, I was uh, doing 15. And this year, got a little, uh, got these things under control, got it down to four. Four? Okay. Well, you got me beat. I'm only in two this year. Um, I mean, are you sitting pretty in any of these leagues so far? I mean, what are your records? Uh, I'm actually one and one in all four of them. Wow. Okay. So you're you're in a little transition. You're making moves already? Making some trades? Hashtag consistency, working that waiver wire, and trust in the lineup. Because a lot of times you just panic too early. You got to trust yourself. You know, let it let it run its course a little bit. Yeah, Ev, I'm zero two in one league, and I'm two and zero in the other. <laughs> oh boy! So you're kind of you know, where's my attention going? Real quick here, going to start making some trades, but uh, you know, it's a fantasy is great fun. I'll be honest with you, I, I love I love watching the game on TV. I don't always love going to the games to be honest. I think football is made to be watched on TV, and when you got all your computer screens up and your, you know, the snacks, the beer, I mean, that's a good Sunday. Give me that red zone, Matt. Want that red zone? And just for the fans out there, freaking um, order. (laughs) Just for the fans, when we're in the when we're in the cart here talking football, let's give them one fantasy sleeper we like. All right, let me let me lead it off. Um, I'm going to go Theo Riddick, um, especially with Amir Abdullah out. I've loved Riddick all preseason. I think since Joyce Bell left, this guy is just going to – he's a lightning bolt, first of all. Yeah. And the Lions offense looks really good. Um, I think it's more, uh, more balanced without Megatron there. They're going to spread it around, and this kid, this kid's good. And I also like Will Fuller, the rookie on Houston, opposite sure. of DeAndre Hopkins. I like these two kids. Ev, I would have told you about sleepers at the start of the year with Kevin White on the Bears, but I think he's still hurt. And now with Jake g- gone, I don't think he's going to even exist. I mean, they say he runs a 4-3. Um, you know, I don't know if he's a sleeper, but I think Spencer Ware is here to stay oh, this, sure. this, yep. this year. Um, he's done some nice things for me already on one of my squads. I think he's the real deal, stepping in for Charles. Sure. Um, and I, and I think he can be trade bait probably after, you know, after week three or week four, if you need to make a move, because his value is good and, uh, he's strong. So keep your eye out for Spencer and those chiefs. Yep. And I actually, I would actually, uh, 
rebuttal what you said about Kevin White. I think he might actually improve without the worst quarterback in the league um, on the field. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just quoting Stephen A. Smith. Well, don't, don't hey, you're a big it. Stephen A. fan. You know, you guys are very, you know, you guys, We're same close. kind of analysis. You know, you guys love that, you know, that kind of fun. We like Flash. Yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah. we won't. You know what? Since we're the par train, we like going all around the sports world. And since it's championship talk, you know, playoff baseball yeah. is coming to a close. We won't go in too much depth because we want to Champ- talk. Championship? Yeah, it goes right with the Cubs. We're talking the C's, the championship chatter with the Cubs. Yeah, I mean- you know, we do this every time. Every time yeah. the Cardinals are half game out and we're finally coming into form. And, you know, players are coming back from injury. Okay, heard of them? Waka, Holiday, let's do this. Um, we, we will talk full playoff baseball maybe next time when we recap the uh, Ryder Cup. Let's do that. Yeah, I just don't know really what there is to talk about regarding the Cardinals. You know, the Cubs have already clinched uh, the division. They're playing for home, r- gunning for home field now. I mean, it's, it's just not even close. Yeah, well, we'll see in the playoffs. You know, a lot of that pressure is just like the Ryder Cup. So, no, no, Evan, it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But Speaking I, of playoff music. Uh, what's your song on Spotify this week, Matt? Well, usually I'm always listening to you two or the boss, you know, naturally. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, we're having fun. But you know, I'm a big Discover Weekly guy. For you guys are oh, love that Spotify users, Discover Weekly on every Monday morning. I get up out of bed and I just want to check my Discover Weekly. Thirty songs from you know based on the artist you listen to on Spotify. They put together that playlist for you, and it is great. I'll be honest with you, I'll throw it back for you, Ev. Oasis, they're releasing some demos on on Spotify now. Maybe they're going to get back together and check out some of the new stuff. Really, really good. What about you? Uh, You know what? That's funny you say that. My song this week is from Discover Weekly. Just heard it before I uh, drove home tonight. John Splithoff, Sing to You. He's got soul. Why don't you sing sing to us, Ev? You know what? Uh, I'll let the (laughs) listeners uh, join in on that. Uh, I got pop. R&B, soul, all-in-one. It just makes you want to move. Uh, guy's got a lot of talent. Okay? Check him out. John's wow. off. Okay. Love it. Sure. But, you know, with the tunes, we like to also talk about, you know, before we get off, you know, what are, what are we looking out for this week? What's new, Ev? What's going on in your world? What do you want so, to know about? I just discovered a hidden gem uh, in the world of iPhone apps. It's called ProTracer app. All right? Actually, I don't think it's called ProTracer app, but type in ProTracer app in your search, and it's the $4.99 uh, app on the, on the top of your app store results. And let me tell you, Matt, you watch – I mean, we all think that all golf covers should have ProTracer lines for every shot, right? I want to see what that shot does. Ev, can you quickly tell the listeners what the ProTracer is? You hit a shot, and a nice red or blue line follows the flight of the ball, so you can see exactly the flight and where the ball goes. And yeah. uh, I got to say, I was using it this morning at the range before work. I felt like Golf Channel was filming my range sesh, you know? Yeah, Incredible. You, f- you feel like Ricky Fowler. Uh, yeah. I really did. And my second <laughs> – For four ninety nine, you can feel like Ricky Fowler. Uh, I think that's a great hook. Uh, you should be in, in marketing. Forget the insurance. Okay. Uh, second thing to look out for, Paige Spiranak. Heard of her yeah. on Instagram. That latest Instagram video, she's got a new pre-shot routine. I would highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, she's pretty entertaining for uh, the golf world these days. Yep. No, that's great. I, well, I, I, I don't got anything with the Pro Tracer, but I will say this. I'm reading a great book right now called The One Thing by Gary Keller. It is a really good read about prioritizing. Oh. You know, you know, stay away from the multitasking. It's, it's a personal growth business book. 
give it a read, folks. Uh, <laughs> Did you just switch to the Savion Blanc right uh, now? Because I'm loving what you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you know buying apps for 4.99. I'm trying to get better. Um, I love so that. the one the one thing, Gary Keller, check it out, folks. Love it. Well, Matt, uh, that's episode four. Uh, you know where people can find us. Tell them. Well, you got to tweet us. You got to tag us at the Park Train. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And check us out on iTunes. Leave a comment for us. We want to hear from you. Get on the Park Train. Get on with us. Punch your ticket. Love it, Ev. All right. Until next time, we're going to have probably a recap episode after the Ryder Cup. Talk more baseball, maybe more, more football talk. We might even talk gambling, betting lines. Who knows? I, I think we should. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, get your drink choice ready. Prep those songs. Enjoy that Discover Weekly, and uh, let's enjoy a little uh, championship chatter these next few weeks. I love it, Ev. All right, Matt. All right, until next time. All right.